Hello, healthcare. I'm going to start with a scenario that you might be familiar with. You and your team have done a tremendous job analyzing the market and putting together a plan to grow market share. The plan needs commitments from multiple teams at your health system. So you go and present that plan to a group that includes marketing leaders, IT, clinical, and strategy. Awesome, except you leave that meeting almost in tears. Despite everything you did preparing the group for an amazing presentation, it fell flat and they skewered your numbers. What happened? With our leaders more busy and distracted than ever, it could have been many things. To help dig into how to keep leadership's attention and drive change, we called Deborah Jasper, who's the CEO of Mindset Digital. Deborah coaches thousands of executives on presentations and communications. I have to say that I saw one of her talks last year, and it was one of the best design presentations I'd ever seen. So what makes Deborah so good at breaking through the clutter of thousands of decks and messages? Well, we'll find out more after the break. Consumer experiences, major disruptors, and AI tech are shaping healthcare for years to come. On Hello Healthcare, we dive deep on those issues with leaders who are driving change. I'm Chris Hemphill, your host of Hello Healthcare, and we hope that these stories will help you to create or demand a better future in healthcare. Deborah, could you share a little background on sure. what you've been doing? Yeah, we've been talking a lot about how to make a big impact on a small screen because now, of course, we're working in a hybrid world. And, and one of the things we talked about, of course, this morning is how do you make all of your content, whether it's a news release or an email or a webinar, everything has to be short, organized, skimmable with a lot of clear calls to action, clear recommendations, clear context, because... I sort of say boring doesn't work. It never did, but now it really doesn't work. People are just not tuning in in the same way. Excellent. That's a great preview to that whole conversation. And it gives you a little, a little bit of a lens into what it takes. Short, organized, skimmable, SOS. So we talk about this challenge. We talk about small screen challenge. A lot of things that you were talking about were big screen challenges too. Even mm -hmm. if you have a big screen, and you have a bunch of small text, who's going to read it? Right. So the big question is, why is it such a challenge? Or like if you're trying to drive change and communicate sure. with senior leadership, mm -hmm. why is it such a challenge to get a message across? Especially senior leadership, because I do a lot of keynotes for C-suite executives and mm -hmm. you think uh, we're all distracted. They're hyper distracted, right? Everybody's so busy. We all have so much coming at us. And so one of the things we used to talk about is how today's audiences have eight second attention spans, which is still true. But now people are not just distracted. I think the big challenge now is they're distant and they're distressed. And the brain science of this, I find fascinating. The brain science basically says when we're stressed out, it's harder for us to listen, it's harder for us to learn, and it's harder for us to remember what we learned, which is why we go through a meeting and then we say, what was it that you were talking about? You know, we've got to, as leaders, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to communicate with extreme clarity and impact, not just clarity, but extreme clarity if we have any hope that we're going to drive action. Let's dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. Like we're, we're trying to break through people who are distracted. There, there's all kinds of things mm -hmm. going on, much more pressing matters. So what is extreme clarity? What's the, the basic concept around that? A lot of what's happening now is people have, I talked today about the three W's. You have to start with what, what am I talking about? And, and you know, why is why does it matter? So what, what is this about? And you better be able to answer that in a sentence or two. So what, why does my audience care? And now what? What do we want them to do next? We all kind of know the self-interest rule. People care because, you know, what's in it for them. But too often we start our presentations and our emails and our reports with why we care instead of talking about why they care. Why does the audience care? So extreme clarity requires you to get to the heart of why people care fast. 
but wait a minute, when I was in college, I was told that my papers, <laughs> they had to be a minimum of 20 pages. You're telling me that that was wrong? <laughs> so I teach graduate courses mm -hmm. actually in public policy. I, I actually uh, used to teach, I was usually students, I was kind of the last class before graduation. And I would say, now you're gonna take that lovely thesis <laughs> and you are going to try to break it down, not dumb it down, but break it down in a way that makes people wanna read it because sometimes you think about all those college papers and of course your professors read them because you paid them to. <laughs> now when you're out here, people aren't, re you know, you're not tuning in unless you can make a compelling case for why we should. Great, and, and like when you said break it now, down, not dumb it down. Yeah. I want everybody to know, I want everybody to know just because you, you've break, broken it down, you've communicated it more simply, you're not dumbing it down. You're not watering your message yeah. down, right? Simple is hard. Right? And so, and everybody always talks about the famous quote, people argue over who said it, but I love it. It is, I'm so, you know, I'm sorry I wrote you this long letter. If I'd had more time, I would have written you a shorter one. It's because it takes time to get down to what's most essential to share. And if you can't, if you don't know why it's important, your audience really doesn't. So that's true if you're writing. I always say clear writing reflects clear thinking. But it's also true if you're presenting. If you put a lot of complexity on the screen, all that says to me is you haven't done the hard work of breaking it down and telling me why it matters. And I've got to tell you, like coming from the data science side of things, let's say it like this: <laughs> feels good to have done some really intense analysis and like, yeah. oh, here's the box plot and here's the the other types <laughs> of charts and things like that. It really feels good to like to go over all that explanation, but. Sounds like we have to divorce ourselves from like being proud of all this analysis and yeah. stuff that we've done yeah. and really get into what the audience is focused on. Yeah. Right? And so here's what's funny about that. So I was a journalist in another life, as I mentioned, and I was an investigative reporter and I used to write long form investigative projects. You know, I once filled it's like a dozen pages in, a, in the newspaper. So I love all that analysis and I love long form writing and, you know, you bring out all this complex data. But the truth is where we are now with the audiences so distant, so distracted, so much going on, you think about everybody at home and their kids are talking and their dogs are barking and you know, there's just too much. We can choose to give them all that complexity, but if they don't read it or they don't take it in, it doesn't matter. So I say we can either be relevant or we can be reluctant, <laughs> but we can't be both. We cannot be reluctant to adapt to this changing environment if we wanna be relevant. Well, I've got to say, that, so, so you're even talking about having to, uh, ha yeah. having to adapt as well. Did I adapt? <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff that we have to unlearn. And I'm wondering, like, your journey or the journey that, that, that yeah. you try to guide people down, how do you unlearn that kind yeah. of, like, baked in? So it's funny. So I launched, I was a writer, and I was teaching at Ohio, the Ohio State University and uh, in the John Glenn School. And I realized... That, that we were teaching people how to write. And I said, I saw the handwriting on the wall and it wasn't handwriting anymore because my <laughs> students were coming in and saying, no, we want to create YouTube videos and we, we want to tweet, you know? So we launched the first social media fellowship for journalists in the world. And we were the first people to start teaching journalists. We were working with CNN and 60 Minutes and Chicago Tribune and LA Times. And we were talking about Twitter, which they hated. No one, journalists did not want to embrace Twitter early days. Mm -hmm. And we said, no, I think it's gonna change the world. I should have written the book then because it totally changed the world. But you think about even the impact of Twitter and social and get talk about getting down to what's most essential to share. You know, you had to really get to what mattered in a sentence. And I think that's why people loved it so much because it forced you to synthesize information. And now we've adapted to that. If you're spending your whole days, you know, engaging in short messages, when all this complexity comes at you, what I always say is you go, 
I'll do that tomorrow or it'll end up in your to-do Saturday pile, which becomes your to-do never pile. (laughs) Beautiful. So earlier you brought up uh, SOS, short, organized, skimmable. Hello Healthcare is brought to you by Actium Health. Healthcare leaders use Actium CRM intelligence to activate patients and drive meaningful engagement. You can make it simple to identify and predict patient needs by using AI-driven next best actions. Learn more at actiumhealth.com. And now back to the show. So I love little heuristics like that because it's like, uh, that's something that I can, if if I'm typing my email, I can just bring that back in my head. What are some other like little tips? So we did a whole, we have a whole program on short, organized, skimmable. So we have entire micro, micro courses. Cause again, you Mm -hmm. can't teach people, you you can't teach people how to be short, organized and skimmable with long (laughs) (laughs) meandering courses. But that one is critical. But we also talk, you heard me talk about ARC, which is you have to have a clear call to action clear recommendations and clear context, and the context should be at the bottom. So don't, you've got to start with what is that call to action? If you have more than one, I'm probably not tuning in. If you give me five, then I just get paralyzed. We also talk, a lot of things that people find compelling though, is sometimes they'll say, Deborah, you know, you talk a lot about the power of the informal. That's why we say casual does not mean careless. People are resistant to being more informal because to your point, business schools and all that, you know, they teach you a lot. They teach you to elevate your language, but then you're into that curse of expertise, which is when you're talking to impress rather than inform. Mm. And and we're just not, we're not tuning into any of that. So you're over here kind of going, well, wah, 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 look how amazing my research is. And everybody else is like, wow, there's a cute new cat video on YouTube. So like the good, just going, going into that and the, and the teachings that, that mm-hmm. you've been able to do. One thing that was really interesting about your presentation was you showed kind of the before and after mm-hmm. on LinkedIn profiles and the before <laughs> and after on emails that yeah. didn't need to be the Iliad, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> I always say a friend of ours, actually, I stole this from him, always says, you don't have time to write war and peace and I don't have time to read it. But yes, yeah, LinkedIn profiles, the same thing, that formality. So often people want to get on LinkedIn and they want to write in their elevated language and they want to say, you know, here's the thing. I didn't sit down today and say, hi, my name is Deborah. Deborah is a dynamic leader. <laughs> you know, we just don't do that. But somehow we go to LinkedIn and we, do, we write like that. And that is not building trust. So we have to think more about telling the powerful story of us, which goes back to why do people care? Instead of starting with how long you've been in business, because if I don't know you, I really don't care. Instead of saying, you know, Tom has been in business for 30 years, you want to start with what's in it for the people that you serve or the people that you work with. So I always say, if I, when I, we do LinkedIn makeovers for mm-hmm. executives, and I start with this question, and it's a tough one. Don't tell me what you do. Tell me what you love about what you do for others. If you can't really answer that quickly, then you want to be rethinking, you know, you want to spend some time thinking through how to answer that question. But even then, that profile has to be short, organized, and skimmable because I, you know, I want to call you up on LinkedIn and, and look and get a quick look at what you do, but I don't want to read your, you don't need to tell me that you once interned at Kinko's. You know? <laughs> so people have to sort of get to the point, even in their LinkedIn profiles. Absolutely. And I think that just talking with you and, and knowing the type of work that you do, this is probably something that's had a lot of impact on, on people's ability to grow in their careers. Yeah. I'm just wondering if, there, if there's any particular person you remember or any kind of case like where 
there was a bad communication style or there, there, there was uh, mm-hmm. too, uh, too talky or, or, or what mm-hmm. have you. Can you talk about kind of maybe a turnaround that, that's sure. happened as a result of thinking yeah. this way? Actually, yesterday, I, an association leader called me and, and said her LinkedIn profile was a game changer for her. So she just got a new job. And she's like, there's no way if my profile hadn't been good, I would have gotten this you know big promotion. So she was super excited. But also people, we're in pain. None of us want to present in a way that you know, you start watching people get on their phones. It's painful. We're in pain as speakers when we stand up in front of an audience and you just feel like, oh, I've lost people. And when you put up visuals at Mindset, we call it rapid visual storytelling, you can almost see people lean in. It's just so much more engaging. And when you get to clarity, like I'm going to give you three key things, people will start writing things down. So I had a guy call me a couple of weeks ago and he just gave a talk with over 150 slides. It was his first time do, doing mm-hmm. visual storytelling. And he was so excited. So here's what's really fun. None of us want to slot, you know, Work is hard enough. Slogging through bad emails, slogging through bad PowerPoints. We just have to stop doing this to people. And we have to stop doing it to ourselves. No one wants to lead bad webinars and definitely no one wants to sit through them. So I think the big challenge is getting people to invest the time it takes to become a powerful virtual communicator, but you're not gonna have a choice. You know, I've been evangelizing about this, I feel like for a decade, but in the last year and a half, people have said, oh yeah, we have to do this and we've got to do it now. So it's kind of been, for me, it's been joyous to see people lean in finally and say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to embrace some new approaches. I love that context too. You're not going to have a choice. There's so much out there. Like yeah. you're trying to get your webinar or your content out, but yeah. there's uh, 20 minutes of prologue oh. or prelogue, like And people reading to you. Ooh. This is why I was saying you can, people, I think their temptation on a small screen is, hey, look, I can look at the bottom and read to you. No, you can't. I am not, this is why I was saying earlier, right? If people, if you read, you read to your kids to put them to sleep, you cannot read to me in a webinar or in, in on stage either, but you, but the temptation in a webinar is pretty strong and people want to read those introductions. And then it gets awkward because you just, you can never read in a way that flows. So there's just, yeah, being a powerful virtual communicator is the essential new skill. I call it a new basic. No, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely no doubt yeah. on that. One reason we put this together is, so that if you weren't able to, to attend H- HMPS and see uh, rapid visual storytelling in action, you can at, le- at least like get a little taste of that. Sure. For the folks that want to reach out, communicate, or yeah. have any kind of questions for you. So MindsetDigital.com, they can go check out what we're doing. Or of course, you should link into me. Hmm. <laughs> I always say my LinkedIn profile, you really spend the time on it when you teach people how to do powerful LinkedIn profiles. But my LinkedIn profile is just is Deborah Jasper, D-E-B-R-A-J-A-S-P-E-R. And then I want to get messages from people. I always hear from people saying, here's what I did with my PowerPoint, or here's how I changed this, or, you know, Sue Jablonski is speaking at two o'clock today from Ohio Health, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have more than a hundred slides, mm-hmm. and she's doing a lot more visual, rapid visual storytelling. And she, there's a, that's an example. She's like, you know, in the old days, she's a chief marketing executive at Ohio Health. She said no more than five slides, no more than 10 slides. And now she's realized that visual storytelling matters, and people are going to remember what you said when you, you know, I would say, I said today, say dog, see dog. If you're talking about a dog, you're going to show me a dog. If you're talking about whatever you're talking about, you need to show me on screen and your, your impact will just be, it just, it goes up tremendously. So we all want to present with clarity and impact. We want to write with clarity and impact. We've got to learn how to do that to your point. It doesn't come naturally. 
I'm going to say this, I, like during the presentation, you told me that it was about 361 slides in yeah. about an hour, right? It was 365 slides in about 50 minutes. Yeah. 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So any other, any place people can go on YouTube to see rapid visual storytelling in action? Yeah. If you go to our website and you go to the keynote section, we do have a video there. Yeah, they typically, typically we end up doing a lot of work with people where I coach executives on how to do this. I also, of course, I have a master class. It's really fun too. The master class is called Design for Attention. Mm -hmm. And we talk in the first section about how do you apply narrative. Then we talk about rapid visual storytelling. And then we talk about delivery. Because especially on a small screen, there's some tricks to actually delivering in a way that feels more natural. Because you know what it's like. You're on a webinar and you think, is there anyone out there? I mean, mm -hmm. it's tough. So there's just a lot that goes into this. But but we all went to school to learn how to be writers. You know, we didn't learn how to do that overnight. So we're all going to have to, we're just going to have to be lifelong learners. We're going to have to go back and, you know, rethink how we're doing everything. I will say one word about training, though, and I talked about this earlier, is, we, you know, we do gamified training. So we you saw that we redesigned a bad uh, curriculum in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. You say cybersecurity training and people's eyes glaze over. But if you gamify it and you make people look like Vikings and you know you unlock rewards and all of that, it's way more fun. So we did that with patient satisfaction training and mm -hmm. the hospital tripled their patient satisfaction scores. I mean, they went way up because People wanted to take the training. It was fun. It's short bursts of learning. So everything we do, we've got to rethink. There's yes. no doubt about it. I strongly encourage yeah. folks to go out and, and look at what's yeah. been put together here. Thanks. And, and thanks for sharing your contact information, yeah. Mindset Digital. We hope you've appreciated this talk with Deborah. Thanks again for tuning into Hello Healthcare. If you like what you heard, we appreciate a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You and your feedback fuel us. This conversation is brought to you by Actium Health. To get the latest on what these healthcare leaders are saying, find us at hellohealthcare.com and subscribe. Thank you. And when we see you next time, hello.